And I yeah, I mean, I think that that the that the insurrection at the Capitol was a boiling an over boiling point after the fucking shit year of violence and COVID and all the insane politicization about just trying to keep your neighbor safe happened. And that was I think the result fair. was I actually think the that, insurrection. I think that is really fair. I think that's right. So, go, so let me yeah. ask you this. You don't think that the American Civil War, like the the, the shot heard around, the, you don't think it was the Jesse Smollett thing? <laughs> I think Jesse Smollett will be in, in the history books in 100 years from now. Jesse Smollett will be a barely a three sentence paragraph. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Literate Apecast is a production of literateape.com, and the apes would like to advise you that inappropriate language and themes may follow. If you are easily triggered, best to go listen to a public radio podcast. So, so, do you think we're going to have a civil war? You know, I mean, it's it's funny. You, I mean, I mean, because I wonder. What I, do you think? It's hard to say because I feel like we've been talking about the coming civil war, the cold civil war. On this, well, we podcast. haven't really talked about we, but we haven't called it the civil war. Oh, what we have we've called it. Sure, is, we have. I'm oh, sure I, I know that have. I've written about it. I mean, since you 2017, uh, yeah, I know you I, have. I, I, I'm 99% sure I referenced it in the 20, yeah. in my uh, uh, Women's March thing in, yeah, in January I, I'm, 2017. Okay, I'm certain you've been talking about the Civil War. I haven't really called it the Civil War the whole time. I've just called it, it the, the Culture Wars, War. Partisan Divide. So let's assume we're having, do you think I, we're going to have one? Do you think we're going to have one? I have thought I mean, we're going like to have an one. all out Civil War. I have thought we're going to have one for a long time. Since about 2016, when I saw things like really coming apart in a way that felt histrionic in the way that the 1860s or the 1850s did, and mm-hmm. and the way that the 19 that the 1960s felt, the 1960s of course did not we did not get a, a, civil into a civil war. war yeah, well, a, but sentiment. Uh, I, there have been some pew polls. There have been some pew polls that have come out in the last probably six months that basically indicate that in terms of cultural and partisan divide in this country we are actually at more we are more divided now than we were in 1850 and 1860 right and so i mean the lead up to the civil war now the differences of course there's a multitude of differences but uh i mean obviously one of the differences that defines this is different and and is likely the cause of the increase in partisan divide is that in 18 Let's just say 1855, Mm -hmm. if you were just a regular Joe, um, you had to wait six months for your news or maybe three months for your news. And today it's instantaneous. However, so you think we're going to have a civil war. Well, now we're. Well, but hang on. Hang on. I mean, I. Talk to me. Talk to me. It's complicated because when we think of, when we talk about the civil war, it's it's hard not for your mind to automatically go to Americans like literally like neighbors and brothers, you know, families torn apart, literally shooting at each other and fighting in the streets and punching in like battlefields and like Seattle. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, we could, you know, like Seattle or, you know, uh, L.A. in 92. Kenosha. 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 Just this summer. Sure. Right. So, I mean, are those... In in fifty years and a hundred years, will those be marked as the first battles of a very slow burning long civil war, second civil war? Maybe I don't know. Like, what's going to determine it? When well, we, if, when we declare war on ourselves, but look, the other thing is this: like, how much action will it actually take? Will it just be these little skirmishes? And not to diminish the horrors and the the people that were harmed in Kenosha and L.A. in ninety two, mm-hmm. et cetera. But I feel there's there's a big part of us that like we all want to get to the streets and beat the fuck out of each other. But then there's also the Wally element, where we're too fat and lazy, and it's just so much easier 
to pluck away on our phones and, oh, I owned the libs with my last tweet. All right, I own, ah, man, I totally roasted Ted Cruz on Instagram. Yeah, uh-huh. I said let's. I said let's go, Brandon, and put it on my truck. <laughs> it's on my truck. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, because there actually, there it historically there are. I mean, like Chile is now currently in a civil war, and uh, the way that civil war looks is it is exactly that. It is it is increased fighting. Uh, between the factions, but most of the country is not really affected by the Civil War, except for the fact that, you know, maybe maybe 20 miles down the road, there are people shooting machine guns at each other, okay? So right. you've got that kind of Civil War. Our Civil War, the American Civil War, was because a lot of it, it has to do with, you know, the, the lack of technological mm-hmm. weaponry, mm-hmm. but it was it was very British in its own way of, like, fighting, and it was... An army created from the Confederate South, um, really mostly of people that didn't really have a stake one way or another in slavery, but they didn't like being told what to do. What what to, they didn't like having the North tell them what to do. Right. Because if you look at the army, if you look at the the Confederate army, and for that matter, the Northern army, these were farmers. These were not. It's the soldiers. poor. It's these, always the poor. Yeah, it's the poor. So yeah. you've got the whole country is against each other in two different sides. Um, you've got, and actually, if you really look at the United States, uh, the whole country was not aligned against each other. It really was just sort of like the northeastern part of the country and the, the, the southeastern part of the country. Well, what else was there at the time? In, in, in 1860. Well, Calif- California was the state. You know, Nevada wasn't. Nevada wasn't made a state until the Civil 65, War. 65, yeah. Or Texas 64, was a state. Oh, anyway. Or no, Texas is a territory, but whatever. Territory. The I thing mean, is, just, but there wasn't anyway, that the, much America, so, or as much. So yeah, there America. really wasn't. So my question, my question is, all right. So let's just make the assumption. Actually, for this let me podcast. let me correct myself. Oh. Let me correct. I'm sorry. There was the same amount of America. There but were just there was less, less United States. United. Yes, there was yes. Yeah. America's so the let's ass- land mass and okay, anyway. Let's assume that <laughs> 2022. 2022, sometime in March or May, mm-hmm. 2022, something's going to happen. I mean, because most big wars are incited by something small. You yeah. know, uh, Franz Ferdinand being assassinated. I mean, that's not small, um, though. Well, I mean, you know, like I mean, a, but in terms incident, of like, like a single a global, yeah, yeah, a global thing. That's, I mean, come on, that's that's a pretty small Germany thing Germany invading happen, it, Poland, the Japanese bombing Pearl a, Harbor, a cascade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just cast right, like so, single things. So yeah. let's just assume nine eleven. Something happens next year yeah. that incites our civil war. So my question: What does this civil war right now, mm-hmm. as best we can come up with, what does it look like? How does it start? And more importantly, how does it end if it does? What, in, in your opinion? All right. So run those questions by again. So. All right, what's it look like? What's is this, like like you said, is this pockets of people? Is this Seattle and Kenosha? And then like here, I'm sitting in Las Vegas and uh, there's not a whole lot of fucking rioting. And there's, I mean, there's plenty of people with fucking concealed carry guns. So nobody's going out and waving guns and shooting people because they know they're going to get shot. But in Chicago, you have a lack of police. The police that are there are incredibly, they have a, 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 a like a, a horrifying legacy of racism. And they're like a little no indifferent, other, I think. And they're a little, and yeah. well, right now they're a little indifferent yeah. because everybody in Chicago is telling them they're, they're pieces of shit. So well. they don't want to play. They don't want to play ball. Right. So you've got that. So what does this upcoming civil war look like? Because a civil war, I don't think a civil war can be on Twitter. I, I think I think it's got to actually be a war. Well, no, right? I mean, I don't know. What do you think it looks well, like? I don't know what what defines a war. You know, like war evolves, right? War in in biblical times looks a lot different than war looked in when in Roman times, which looks a lot different than the Revolutionary War, which looks a lot different than even the civil the Civil War, which looks a lot different than World War Two. Yeah, Which but they all Vietnam have one thing. Than- they all have one thing really, like considerably. All of them have one thing in common, which is two sides killing each other. It is it is about domination and death. 
war by itself. I mean, and so, to, and that's the thing is, that's why I yeah. take a little umbrage. It's why I take umbrage with the concept of like, give us some money for the war on cancer. No, it's really not a war on cancer. Yeah. Cancer's, the, you know, and, no, or and, I, and let's, that, that's let's talk about the culture too. wars. These yeah. are not culture wars. These are culture fights. Wars are different. War always accompanies one side or both sides killing each other and one side killing more of the other side until the other side gives up. That's war. And then you take the spoils. So assuming that's the definition of war, what does the American Civil War in 2022 look like? How does it start? And then what is the end result of it? I feel like I'm a politician here because I it's it's hard to answer that question explicitly because it it feels loaded because we're assuming one that the that a civil war by your definition of violence one side killing the other or two sides killing each other rather is sure. is going to happen in 2022. I'm just saying I'm the thing is I'm making this let's yeah, just say I, I don't, it's a, I don't it's, know. it's, it's a hypothetical it's very strange because let's just say is, it happens what's it going to look like cuz I believe I think that there's two fronts on this you know if you look at world war ii we had the pacific theater and we had the european theater those are the two fronts of the war yeah but that's not a civil war that's no that's no, no a war i know war. i know okay. but there's, i gotcha right? i gotcha Ver, what i'm saying is like versus vietnam where it was like that was it was all in the jungle and it was all in vietnam and cambodia thanks nixon right in afghanistan it's a little and more complicated Iraq. that but yeah yeah i right. gotcha but, i got okay you. yeah so i think that there will be two fronts in our american civil war and one will be in the streets and in our children's playgrounds, like in like we saw in Kenosha, like we saw in L.A. in 92. But I, I guess Kenosha is a – we should stop talking about L.A. 92 because Kenosha is a result of what's happening now. Like that could well yeah, be yeah. the first Seattle, battle of – Seattle, Seattle right. and Portland yeah. are both uh, – yeah, they are, are, are so examples there of what's is, happening today. For that matter, is, Chicago There is the fight. Is, is like kind there is of the violence. Yeah. And you'll have people – like Rittenhouse, who were like, I'm going to fight. I'm going there to defend or whatever the fuck. Or the He the really QAnon- didn't go to fight. Or defend he he went there with a weapon to a town he's not he a, went there a with part a- of, a community he's not a part of. He you're went wrong again. For shit. He was a part of it. No, no, you're He's wrong from again. Antioch. Par- Antioch, whatever the fuck that town yeah, is called. Yeah, which is 20 minutes away. His father lived in Kenosha. His grandmother lived in Kenosha, oh, okay, and he okay. worked. And he worked in Kenosha. Okay. He did not travel with a. Way- Hold on. No, no. Because no, this is okay, th- This is fine. one of my issues. He did not travel with the weapon. The weapon was in Kenosha at a friend's house who bought it for him. So he didn't take it across state lines. No, but and he picked it up for the and most he carried part, a rifle if you look, into... If you look at what... if you, But if you look at what... I mean, scores of testimony said that what he spent most of the day doing... Now, granted, he's a fucking kid, doesn't know shit. He's looking for people to help. He's trying to put fires out. He is looking to see if people need medical help. That's what he spent his day doing. So the argument that he showed up to go fight people is erroneous, Does not is not supported by any evidence or any eyewitness testimony. And I'm really frustrated by the continuation. And it's not like I want to support Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't give a fuck about this kid. I think what he did was stupid. I think what the the three guys that he shot that they were stupid. However, if we're gonna if we're gonna be honest, let's be honest. The guy wasn't looking for a fight. He was not a white supremacist in any way. There is no evidence that he was. He was trying to help. He brought a weapon. One of the guys that he shot that did not die was an EMT who showed up on a regular basis to protests as an EMT, and he carried a weapon. Yeah, but I know. EMTs, talking about, well, why? No, EMTs. I, I had a friend in Las Vegas who was an EMT, and he carried a weapon because well, shit would get Kyle hairy. Rittenhouse. While while Kyle Rittenhouse was not an EMT, he was yeah. trying to be, and so. Again, okay. So I don't. Uh, again, I just wanted to back that up because Fair. I really am frustrated on a general level how our media, and I mean both on the right side and yeah. the left side, are so misrepresentative of the simple facts that if you just take a minute and read the facts, then you kind of get a different picture. And if you refuse to see that different picture and continue to promote 
the same bullshit, then then you're really just as guilty as the New York Times for doing it. That's and fair. I, and I have a problem with that. That's, that's so, fair. I, so I made a mistake. I overspoke. I apologize. I'm so sorry let's, I upset you. Let's back it up. Let, no, it didn't upset me. I just but wanted to make sure we people, got the record straight because... There are people that there are people maybe, that maybe who want to yeah. go who want to fight. Maybe you know it's that that Michigan militia motherfuckers that you know tried to abduct their or kidnap their their governor. People want to get in the street and fight. Like there are those people oh, out yeah. there. But there's a lot of us too that feel like I and I don't know anybody personally, but it feels that way anyhow. Or at least it used to when I was on social media that the people wake up and they crack their knuckles. And they get to work on their phone and their keyboard and they check, all right, who's who can I go get? Who's fucking with my shit? Who posted something terrible that I can go and school them on? Who's less intelligent and less woke or 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 too liberal, you know, more whatever because it's on both sides. The the keyboard jockeys, the keyboard monkeys. Well, that- the keyboard jockeys, if you really look at the keyboard jockeys, again, I'm big I'm I'm a I'm just Maybe 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 it has been Nevada. Maybe it has been in a state where it's not so one sided, and there's a lot more. I don't know if you can call it balance. Yeah, there's there's some more crazy on both sides, but there's also. But one of the things that I'm really a fan of is really look at look at the data, look at the numbers, and the people you're talking about are in the vast minority of this country. I mean, and on the right, it's about ten percent that are like the keyboard jockeys. But that, that doesn't matter. Fight. That and on matter. the left, it's about eight percent. It's it, about eight percent. But they're the, the rest ones of fighting. Us the... Don't really want to play that game. Yeah, but so Doug, is that the civil matter. war? If we're talking about the civil well, is war, is the civil war going to be those two? If we're talking, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is the civil war between the ten percent on the right and the eight percent on the left? Is that the civil war? And the I'm, rest of us just kind of sit it out and go, "What the fuck is going on?" I bet, and I, I have no numbers to back this up, but I would not be surprised if you look at the great wars in at least America's history. There are more people, or there are fewer people that are fighting them than actually want to fight them or support the war in some way. Like, I know, like, we look at World War II and it's like, yes, or the Revolutionary War, like, yes, we had to go. And that was, but there were probably a shit ton of people that were like, look, I just want to farm my land. What do we got to do to get there? Or it, it, just because it's a minority doesn't mean they're not going to go to war. No, no. And that's what you I'm know? saying. So is that what we're saying? Again, the question, because I really don't have a dog in the fight. I'm curious what, because I don't have an answer. I mean, I'm, and I'm asking you to have an answer, which is probably not fair. But in the conversation, it's like, what what does this civil war look like? I think it looks like Seattle and Portland and Kenosha expanded to places like Chicago, New York, North Car- you know, someplace in North Carolina, you know, Miami, Florida. Uh, probably Dallas, Texas, Austin, Texas. I mean, if you look at the current numbers right now, I think Texas will. I think Texas will. Well, there's burn. like seven. There's like seven to ten cities, and I can't remember. I'll be honest with you, I can't remember. But seven to ten cities have had record, like record homicides. Yeah. In 2021, like they've never seen before homicides. And uh, not property. I mean, they definitely have had increased property damage and burglaries and that kind of stuff. But in terms of 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 homicidal crime, the increase is just out the fucking roof. Yeah. And so the question becomes: Is that civil? So I guess my gut says, what's it look like? It looks like exactly what we're going through right now, but with a lot more focused and concentrated intent on death. I think it looks like yeah, this is what I think our on civil death. war is going to Well, the thing is I think cuz ultimately a, if it's a war, yeah. it's about killing people. And so I think But you you like I'm, you elevated it though. You said a more concentrated focus or look at on death. And th- let me explain. Yeah. In in terms of the context is, is that I think like this is what I think is going to start happening. And and this is what I think if if there is a civil war cuz I don't I actually don't know if that's the case. I'm actually more optimistic than that. But if there is a civil war, I think what it's going to look like is you're going to have right-wing militias in Florida <laughs> having like on like open season on 
activists. And, and the thing, when I say activists, I don't mean black people. I mean activists. Because if you look at most far progressive left activists, they're mostly white. Yeah. I mean, they're just, I mean, those, the numbers are just like overwhelmingly white students. And I think there is going to be battles in the street in Florida between the hard right and the, we'll just call them the collegiate left. And I think that's, <laughs> we're just going to call them that. And I think in New York, <laughs> we're going to have the same fight, but I think the collegiate left wins because there's more of them. But in Michigan, you're going to have more of the hard right winning because there's more of them. In Texas, the collegiate left are dead. They're just going to get shot in the fucking streets. Yeah. I think we are going to have, especially with the stage being set, that the police have been demonized to a certain point, and rightfully so in other cases, but ultimately they've kind of checked out. They've been defunded in some ways. Yeah, they've but you know what? They will in other rise ways, up. But they've checked out. They will well, be like and the fucking gonna, Green Beret Black Ops motherfuckers of this They're going to rise up. And well, and that's the thing. Because they're trying to kill. The thing is, they're it's very much finally like... finally let loose. The, they can, you know, mom and well, dad are out of the town. In, they can have the party. It's, here's the thing. It's going to be the insurrection where... And I think this is really going to be an interesting part of what I think. If we have a civil war, what it's going to look like is I think what we're going to have is on one level, we're going to have police... Who, because what we know is about 65% of all of the 900,000 police officers in this country, about 65% are pretty right-wing or at least libertarian. Yeah. And I think in certain cities, it's going to be just like the the insurrection uh, on the Capitol, where there's a certain number of police officers that kind of give a pass to the insurrectionists. I think in other areas of the country, they're going to be police officers. They're going to fight back against that. And I think you're going to end up having armed police officers supporting and fighting for a side. Yeah. Um, well, by the and- way, like a libertarian police officer is the dumbest <laughs> thing in the... Uh, it's, it's, it's like a Jew for Jesus. David, a libertarian is the dumbest fucking thing. Your son, who I've often said is mentally retarded, is is smarter than a libertarian. I think the problem with libertarians, and I, you know, and is I try to be, and I'm trying they, to be centrist, but I'm sorry, the libertarians are fucking nuts. I wrote for Libertarian Magazine for a long time. I know you I, did. I, I I think the problem with libertarians is that they lack empathy. That's the problem with libertarianism. I I, I don't think it's about like. I mean, I agree. It's I not agree about intelligence. There is an empathy lack, but I also think it's not even about lacking empathy. I think they understand empathy. I think they see empathy understand, as maybe, but a, don't have it. <laughs> well, no, I think they have it. I think they have For it, who? but they think it's they think it is a a, a a negative trait. Because there's an argument, and I've read this argument. There's an argument that empathy is a negative thing. Yeah, which and is stupid. I think libertarians. Well, no, I don't actually think it's stupid. I think there is some some empathy is not a negative. I, I trait. think they're. Um, we'll have that conversation at another date, but there are there are actually some really strong sociological and physical arguments that say certain kinds of uses of empathy can really result in negative uh, negative situations. I, actually, I'll give you. An, I'm actually going to give you a perfect example in current terms. Um, right now, there is a, a great deal of empathy um, exhibited by the collegiate white left. Mm-hmm. That uh, that police should be banned, should be gotten rid of, should be abolished, right. Right. because because they're so horrifying. However, the result, I mean, the actual result of having police sort of out of communities yeah. is that communities of color are drastically affected negatively by that which says i have empathy for them but my result is that they're getting fucked even more that is an example how empathy can be used in a negative way and so i think there are arguments to have that anyway what i think is i think libertarians sort of see empathy as a negative virtue or a negative aspect to humanity I mean, rather it's, it's than like that they lack it. Water is very important to our survival, but it can also kill you if you use it wrong. I mean, it's yeah. whatever. But yes, we will well, yeah, we, that's, we'll actually, have to that's have 100% a, true. An old school literate bug house debate over is empathy helpful or harmful? We, we you and I should do that maybe. I think it'd be both. Well, I think it can episode. be both. 
So how does this thing start? How does this thing start? Because I'm concerned. I, I, I don't, I think maybe it has. Like, it's it's hard to predict this. And I, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. And I, I'm enjoying the, the, the yeah. challenge. But I, I'm having a hard time putting answers to this because I'm, I'm a, I'm trying to approach it from a, a, uh, a sound, thoughtful perspective. Yeah, was, thank you. You saved yeah. me for myself there because I was going to say something yeah. that sounded really. Uh, yes, yeah, I know. From, from a thoughtful I'm, perspective, I'm, because I, I'm here from you. I'm here for you, I, and I appreciate me. that. That that it's history will show it. Like, did the Civil War begin? Did the Second Civil War begin? Uh, you know, like, let me go back a minute. You can make an argument that the, that the Second World War began with Hitler overthrow the, the burning of the Reichstag, right? Like, or the Reich, Reichstein, whatever the fuck it was called. When Hitler basically, like, seized power in Germany, that, like, began everything that was going to lead to the shooting and the fighting and everything else. And, I, and actually, historically, I would argue that was not the beginning that was the beginning of the actual war, but where the beginning was the loss of World, World War One. Yeah, after World War One, and not, was not even we... the loss of World War One. At the it, this is the thing is what I think is fascinating about World War One was that World War One everybody went to war, and at the end of it, nobody really won, but Germany definitely lost. Yeah, so everybody, England, France, the United States, everybody said. Germany lost, Germany's going to pay for it. And so we bankrupt the whole fucking country. Yeah. Which if, and, and the thing about it is, it's one of the things I don't think people really take the time to recognize is that authoritarians and dictators do not take power in times of cultural strife. Right. They take time, they take power in times of economic downturn. Yeah. And so when the economy is fucking killing the lowest 50% of the country, that's when the authoritarians come in. That's when the dictators show up. Yeah. And and that's what that's what really the, the reason the reason I mean there's an argument to be made and I actually agree with this argument is that Adolf Hitler was basically the precursor to Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. Because basically, they both said, both men came in and said, your country is the greatest country in the world, and you don't deserve the shit you're getting handed, and we're going to turn it around because there's a thousand points of light. And, you know, <laughs> you know a it's George like... George H.W. in there. That's good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, and, and it's sort of, and so that's the thing is, I actually, that's the thing is, to blame World War II on Hitler... I think well, is short sighted. But that's, but that's kind of the point that I'm getting at is that there's this, this, uh, the, the trajectory of history. You know, it's the hip bone yeah. connects to the leg bone. The leg bone connects to the foot bone. The foot bone. You cannot have World War One without World War Two. You cannot have World War One without the uh, Prussian whatever the the the, 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 the League of, of Nations. Russia, the, the League of Nations. I mean, there's so many yeah. things you can't. Everything is connected. Everything yeah. causes something else. That is the chain reaction of life so do you and think, the universe. While you're saying this, it occurs to me, and this is the question I'll ask, because one of well, the questions I, that I asked at the I, beginning I, is, I can, how does it I can start? Give you the ultimate answer. Does George, it begins, did George the Second Floyd, Civil War begins with the Big Bang. So George Floyd was the, the beginning of the Second... I George, wouldn't call George the Floyd of, the Big Bang. I would call George Floyd the horrific smothering, but... But 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 would you say that that maybe was the sort of the you know the shot heard round the world kind of thing that 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 the murder of George Floyd and not just the murder of George Floyd because it's not like it's not yeah, like unarmed black men fair. hadn't been murdered by police and no, we no, didn't, it, it was the yeah. video and the video was seen by everybody on the planet and it was so horrific and it really was it was horrific. That it was one of the very few moments I that I can recall where everybody on the right and everybody on the left in this country and maybe worldwide pretty much agreed this was fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. 
everybody watched that video and went, this should never have been, someone should have stopped it. This is absolutely murder. I can't believe I'm watching this. But that there should is have no brought one us I've together. But the thing is, it didn't bring it didn't. us together because we have, because everybody's got, it, 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 you know, it, it ultimately, it depends, that's the thing is, the question is, is that, a situation where Derek Chauvin is is a horror, and 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 the issue is not that it's a racist thing; it's that cops are violent, and that cops have impunity and 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 an ability, and almost an unaccountable ability to kill. That wasn't the issue for some. That was the issue, but for others, the issue was about the killing of unarmed black men, and it just got more and more separated. So my, I think if I had to say, if we're going to have a civil war, I think the killing of, and the murder, not just the killing. I don't want to, I don't want to soft sell it. It was an outright fucking murder. The murder of George Floyd as, as seen on video around the world was, was sort of the shot heard around the world, and that's the beginning of the Civil War. Now the no, question is, no. how does how does no? You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Because I, I think it is. Okay, I what do think, you think it is? I, what do you think yes, it will be? I think it is a very close runner-up. I think you've got you. If we look at the Second Civil War, you have a lot. We have a lot of big moments that all cascaded into the, the descent to the moment when I think it began. And I think it was, you know, there, there's the, the long unarmed black men being killed by white men and the cops and George Floyd was a, was a boiling point. The water was boiling then. And I believe that it boiled over and began when America, the United States of America, was literally attacked by its citizens. On January sixth, twenty one. So you think okay, all right, and and I think, I think that's fair. If I we actually, have to like choose like that's the, fair. the bullet that's fair. that caused the, you know, that moment. Maybe that's it. Because and it's been a, correct me, but because Kenosha and George Floyd, that was all twenty twenty. And I yeah, I mean, I think that that the. That the insurrection at the Capitol was a boiling, an overboiling point after the fucking shit year of violence and COVID and all the insane politicization about just trying to keep your neighbor safe happened, and that was I think the that's result. Fair. Was I actually think the that, I think that is really fair. I think that's right. So go. So let me yeah. ask you this: You don't think that the American Civil War, like the 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 shot heard around, that you don't think it was the Jesse Smollett thing? I think Jesse Smollett will be in in the history books in a hundred years from now. Jesse Smollett will be a barely a three sentence paragraph in the history book of the things so what, that led up to that, like like the tricklings of. So what do you what do you think? The, what do you? I'm curious about this because one of the things I thought was very interesting. Eric Zorn wrote in his uh, Picayune. Yeah, basically uh, get a Substack that yep. I subscribe to, and I, I really Zorn. like it. Yep. I like I like Eric. Um, but one of the things that uh, he pointed out that I hadn't thought about is that if it was just that he was guilty of perpetuating a hoax mm-hmm. and you know un- you know lying to the police about it, well, okay, yeah, then maybe uh, yeah, maybe probation, right? You know, maybe some community service, sure. However, restitution for the the work the police had to do and all that sure. stuff, yeah, the, the but, all the court but fees. And he, the, yeah. he pointed out, yeah. and I hadn't thought about this, is that Jesse. Um, if you if you if you believe the verdict, he lied. He perjured himself. Yeah, repeatedly. Yeah. On the stand in this trial, and perjury mm-hmm. has a punishment of three to five years in prison. Perjure his ass. So what's yeah. the appro- what's the appropriate? Well, in your opinion, because again, it's not up to us. You and I don't have any say. So uh, you're in Chicago, but nobody's. Kim Fox is not listening to you. I live in Las Vegas. Who gives a shit what I think? No, but Kim what Fox. Do you think no, you're right. Kim Fox does not listen to me for Jesse Smollett is. Yeah, for what he did, and and for the you know, and and, and is he responsible for the outcry? <laughs> The punishment for Jesse Smollett is 
the maximum of whatever the perjury charges come with. Every time he perjures himself, give him the max. Every single time. The Justice Millet thing has pissed me off from the very beginning, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I wrote about it. I know we've talked about it. That he came at things, I believe, with good intentions. He wanted to bring some kind of awareness. Hang on, I see your face. Hang on. He wanted to bring attention to the idea that racism and homophobia exists and is empowered by Donald Trump. And I believe that to be true to a degree. Here's the thing. It exists naturally in the world. You don't have yeah, to. You don't, gonna make you don't shit, have to fabricate. You're gonna make it. shit up. Of, yeah, you don't have to make so, shit up to prove the point. The problem that I have, the biggest problem that I have, and I think that the da- the real damage that Jesse Smollett's bullshit caused is he was going at, like he he could have um, advocated for a gay person of color, a, a gay person of color who had been actually assaulted. And he could have stood by their side and used his celebrity to say, hear us, see us, this shit is happening, it's being empowered by the President of the United States, but we need to do something about it now. And he could have used his celebrity to actually help a real victim. But instead, he used his celebrity to talk about an important issue that does exist in the world. But he fabricated it. And it, I want to back up. And that's just the problem because what that does is people go, well, it's all bullshit then. Maybe they're just crisis here's, actors. Here's he the issue that I have. Actor. Here's the, the issue that I have. And, and, and this has nothing to do. I mean, it, it does have something sort of peripherally to do with Jesse. Um, is that the thing about it is if you look at the data, and again, I'm very big on looking at numbers. Uh, you're lately, very, you're it, very autistic with this well, stuff. I love it. Well, I don't know if I'm autistic about it, but the thing about it is it's so fucking easy because, you know, unlike when I was a kid, you don't have to go to the fucking library and pull out the Dewey Decimal System. You have Google. You can look shit up. You can research this shit in five fucking minutes. Let me ask you quick So it's not quick hard. Pause, quick pause. Gun to head. Desert Island, only way you could, you're, you're on Survivor, and like one of the challenges, and I've never watched Survivor, so I don't know if this actually plays out I in the way that Survivor the, show, too much. the show is yeah. run, but one of the challenges to stay on the island is you have to use the Dewey Decimal System to find something, to, to research something. Would you be able to use the Dewey Decimal System? I would, yeah. Okay. That's what I'd... Yeah, I, that's how I research things in, in, in high school and college. So could you... Because I I did I use the Dewey Decimal System up through like probably maybe my first semester of college before like Google and Yahoo like we figured out how to use that. Yeah, but I don't I, I I could use it. I'm confident in that, and I'd love to be challenged on it. But I don't know that I could explain the Dewey Decimal System to anybody. It's it's not complicated. It's just but a number I, system. But my yeah. But my point is that if 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 you want to know. If something is accurate, it's it takes five fucking minutes to type it into a in, into a goddamn search engine. You know what? It it's, takes no in, it takes absolutely no effort. It takes to ten research. minutes, so you can cross reference. Give yourself ten minutes, cross reference some shit, and then you're good. Sure, but what I would say is, and it's and I think it's interesting is if you look at the numbers. And 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 the thing about it is it's interesting because you you've you've complained on this show and privately, um, but I won't you know uh, uh, you too privately but you know but you have complained on this show that uh, I, that you're the, a fucking asshole. You have you you hold the majority of either first editions, breaking news or secrets of like the last five. Five years of my life. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like the the Nicolas Cage in the Rock of and your world. I yeah. really should trust you least of all. <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing is, I'm not going to learn my lesson. Like I, the thing is, I don't out you. I don't out you. What I'm saying oh, is, you fucking outed me. You've outed me. I'm up not plenty. I have outed you on things you deserve to be outed on. Let's be honest. Yeah. And you know, and you know, I'm right about it. A bag of dicks is your breakfast tomorrow. That is my that is there my There you go. I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But what I will say is, if you if you look at if you look at 
And you've you the thing is as much as you say, oh look at the woke, look at look at oh my god, my wife is Stacy, not my wife, not my wife, so woke. The thing about it is you proliferate the same sort of uh, rhetoric that supposes, and again, I think it's fascinating that we're living in 1955. That white supremacy is actually a thing. It was a thing in 1955. It's really not a thing now. It's really not a thing now. And 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 so I think it's interesting that your perspective is that there are people in this world on mass, like like a percentage of the country larger than perhaps Harry's preschool class of human beings who are so hell-bent against black people and gay people that they're going to attack them in the streets. We're in 2021. They're really, whether or not they feel that way, there are very, very few instances of legitimate hate crimes that exist. In fact, what I think is really interesting, if you look at the numbers, and this is all about research that I've done, the most prevalent hate crimes in this country, and I mean by a large margin, are anti-Semitic hate crimes, not anti-black, not anti-gay, not anti-trans, not anti-Jewish, or no, actually Jewish. Yeah, that's anti-Semitic. You know, I mean, (laughs) sorry. Sorry, it just I got on a rant. Look how quickly but you the forgot about is, the Jews there, Don. I know. Well, you know the Jews, they deserve it. No, they don't. I said that and it's not <laughs> but, but 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 the thing about it is it's it's an interesting thing is if you look at if you if, if you look at the first of all, here's some numbers. You ready for some numbers? Never. I'm never ready in for a, numbers. In a given year, less than 700 hate crimes are reported in this country. Okay. Now, out well, out of 330 million people, that's a statistical blip, my friend. That's now, reported, second, though. That's reported. Well, okay. But out of those 700, about 30% were made up and are provably made up, like Jesse Smollett, are completely fabricated. Which basically means that only about 500 actual hate crimes, and you know of those 500 hate crimes that exist that are actually provable, that actually, boom, you can, you can say, yeah, this was definitely a hate crime. I mean, like the de- definition of a hate crime. Yeah. Out of that, over 80% are anti-Semitic. Okay. Not anti-gay, not anti-trans. Well, yeah, okay. All right, so what's the Not anti-black. Because I think... The my point, point is, you yeah. made you make this case, you, and you said it. You said it. It's like, oh well, you know, Jesse Smollett has has exposed this thing that is prevalent in society, which is anti-black and anti-gay, and it is not no, 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 no. prevalent no, in society anymore. Well, it was in 1955. It is no longer prevalent. It happens, but on such a small scale that it's almost statistically insignificant. So why is this, why he, why some sort of excuse for Jesse Smollett well, to then fabricate yeah. it? That's ridiculous. Jesus Christ. Okay, so many things here. First of all, the reason that nobody pays attention to the, the anti-Semitism leading the charge on terrible things happening to people in America is, I think, and I'm, I, I, I don't mean for this to sound like a joke. I think people are tired of hearing from the Jews. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I realize this sounds terrible, but it's like, look, you guys, you got, you got the thirties and forties. It's somebody else's turn. You kind of got, yeah, but the, the, you kind of got the big fucking, but, you got, you kind of got the big uh, deal there. You got the big show. It's yours. There's nothing that will see, stop it. David, <laughs> David, I find it. And we said this I, a couple of shows ago where it's, it, is it really that bizarre? I I just find I, it bizarre think, that you are actually Jewish, and yet you minimize anti-Semitism, and I really think it's a big deal. I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm just saying that... Uh, 
<sighs> I mean, the, 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 Jew, what I'm saying the Jews is... Jews are not the minority du jour anymore. There's yeah, nothing interesting. Well, I understand. Everybody, I understand. We've, we've, we've normalized And that's exactly Woody right. Allen, Woody Allen, Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld, not, that, that, and, that marvelous Miss Maisel bullshit David, normalized it. David, it's, the beautiful thing about being the minority du jour is that doesn't actually... That actually is... That's, that's about like saying that the most but, important opinion is Kim Kardashian's. The reality is... Popularity and cool factor does not support is not supported by the numbers. The numbers okay, support, but, but here's the thing: the numbers support is that there is more anti-Semitic hate. That, right? No, uh, there is there are far like like five times as many anti-Semitic hate crimes done in okay, this country so that what? are absolutely verifiable. I don't have numbers to ar- like. What point are you trying to make with me here? Well, you said okay. I'm going back to what you said. Jesse Smollett. That there's a problem. Yes. Do I? Yeah. Okay, fine. That Jesse Smollett took an issue that exists. Is there a problem against black gay men? Yes. Is it so insignificant in 2021 as to even merit attention? That doesn't matter. Also, it does matter. No, it should. It does matter. Don, all problems, all, all, I I believe. No, if 75 Jewish men and women are targeted and harmed because they are Jewish men and women, and five black men are targeted and harmed because they are black men, and one black man who is gay is targeted because he is black and gay, and you're not going to focus on the 75 Jewish people, you got a problem. You have a problem of perspective. Because the problem is that what you the issue is the same. The hatred for the Jews and the gay, the Jewish person and the gay person and the black person and the gay black person. If those are our subjects that we're talking about. Yeah. If they're attacked because of who they were born as, things they can't help, not because, I agree. oh, that guy's an asshole. I completely This is the agree. same thing. And what happens no, is I that- No, I agree. Okay, so what happens, the problem with all of this is that the Jews, they take their thing and they're like, this is our problem. And people go, okay. And then the blacks take their thing and they go, this is our problem. And then Asians take their thing and they go, this is our problem. And then the gays take this thing and this is our problem. All of it exists. And all of it is horrible. And all of it needs to stop. But what has to happen is we need to stop creating these false alarms. Well, I agree with that, What Jesse Smollett should have done is say, uh, black people... Gay or pe- people of color, uh, LBGTQ people, and those that sit in the middle of that Venn diagram, as well as all the others, marginalized people that are being under the anti-Semitism, anti-Asianism, Pacific Islander, whatever the fuck you want, to, whatever it is, we've got to stop this idea of violence and hatred toward people just because of their skin. Race, creed, color, Martin Luther King, blah, blah, blah. What Justice Smollett Smollett should have done was make it about him because I'm a gay black guy and I'm double marginalized. So look at me, look at me, look at me. I'll be honest with you. What Jesse Smollett should have done was instead of saying he was going to Subway, say that he was going to Panera Bread and we would have believed him. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing this week is a read. And it's a good one, you guys. Um, Jesus Christ. I like Christ. a read. And here's, here's what makes it extra special. <laughs> I like extra special. How wonderful that it's extra special. Not just special, but extra. I came home tonight... And I had to talk to my wife about COVID and Omicron. Yeah, we didn't get to we Omega did, Tron. We didn't did get we, to. We can talk about that. We can talk about it because I think when we when we I, do I, talk about it. I don't call it, well, I, just so you out. know, I call it Omegatron. Omegatron, and yeah. Dana, and Dana now can't even call it Omicron because she feels like she's mispronouncing it because it's sure. Omegatron. Omegatron is a much better name for it. Yeah. So anyway, in this very serious moment we had with our facing our health and everybody's fine as of this recording we're fine groovy uh but i got a text oh no <laughs> from the girl i lost my virginity to what 
and like we're fr- like we're we're friends. We we sometimes it's been a long time since we've seen each other, but we'll run in the same circles. Is it, Jess- and- it's, is it Jesse Smollett? You can be honest. It's it's not. It's his fucking okay. beautiful, talented sister whose name I can't remember right now. She's awesome. Yeah. She's yeah, I love she's her really, so much, and I hate yes, that yes, I cannot recall her name right now. But anyway, I get an, a a text from a girl I from a, a person, a friend that I have not talked to in years. It's that very you lost your rare. Virginity to yeah yeah. It's a big so deal. it's like a weird thing as I'm talking to my wife, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And it's an obituary, and I'm like, "Oh, it must be my friend, our our friend Billy's mom, because our one of my best friend uh, Billy Hurt, his mom passed away uh, this week, and." I just figured because I just saw obituary dot something something something. I'm like, it, she must be sending me. It, it, like it has to be. What else could it be? Oh no, sure, nothing to do with our friend. Nothing to do with anything other than how well this obituary is written and how fantastic it is. And oh my god, I have to okay, just this read is a very what unusual read. what she sent to me. So she sends me this text. There's a link to the obituary, and it says, I feel like sure. you would want to know this broad and also the author of this obit. So first of all, points to my ex-girlfriend <laughs> for calling a dead woman a broad. God Well, yeah, bless it. that's that's quality. That's so, quality. I want you to read this week. This is a to-do. The read is the obituary of Renee Mandel Karen. R-E-N-A-Y. M-A-N-D-E-L-C-O-R-R-E-N. This obituary, okay. it's it's in the, uh, the the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette is where I read it. Maybe it's like viral in all the newspapers across the country. I don't know. This thing is prose. It is fucking literature. It is, it is the kind of humor I think McSweeness wants to be. It's the kind of humor the Onion dreamt about being one it is perfect in every fucking way okay i'm gonna read it i think that's a great that see that's a great six things um mine is not as good it is in the atlantic (laughs) my first thing it is uh by george packer it is an article says the, the the title is are we doomed the subtext, the subtitle is to head off the next insurrection, we'll need to practice envisioning the worst. It's a really decent article, um, and he has some really <laughs> nice points to make. It's really decent. Um, You're really it, mediocre well, yeah, looking. I mean, uh, you know, no, it's actually very well written, and uh, he has some decent points. I don't agree with everything, but it's worth reading, and that's why it is one of my six things. So, uh, Are We Doomed in the Atlantic is my first thing. Number two is, uh, it's a read, again, uh, this is in the New Yorker magazine. The headline is, On Succession, Jeremy Strong Doesn't Get the Joke. It's by Michael Shulman. It is a good profile of Jeremy Strong, and if you're a fan of Succession, it's interesting, because it's like, is this guy really good and a weirdo about his acting? And then you just go, all right, he's just, that's how he does his thing. Or is he a fucking pain in the ass? Prick, son of a bitch. The only problem I have with the article is that the writer... No, wait. I'm sorry. There's an Atlantic article. I'm confusing my articles about Jeremy. I've been reading a lot about Jeremy Strong. This is the New Yorker. You're talking about the New Yorker profile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there is a story about Jeremy Strong in the Atlantic. And I cannot remember the the headline right now. But they refer to him... The way that she describes... The author describes what he looks like. It's basically calling him ugly, but it's written in such a beautiful way. And I get a lot. I get, I get this. And I look like Jeremy Strong. People call me Kendall. I can, no, I can see that. So the it thing really is, hurt my feelings. I don't think, that- <laughs> first of all, I don't, th- I don't think he or you are ugly. Um, That's great. Good. Good. Okay. And, I, and yeah. I actually really, and I actually really didn't like the sort of snarky, snotty tone of the New Yorker profile. Although a little bit, yeah. Although, although if I were if I were an actor in a show with him, I would beat the shit out of him. See, I would just sit back and be like, "All right, this guy's. This is how he gets." No, Brian there. Cox wants Brian Cox wants to beat him to death. Brian Cox can, does uh, want to beat him to death. My, 
He wants to beat him to death. Calm the fuck down, Jeremy. And I really relate to Brian Cox. However, but whatever gets I you there, think because he's it's a great actor, Brian Cox. I think he, yeah, because everybody's the show, gonna do their thing. Yeah, like you cannot yeah, argue with you with the formula that works. It's, mm-hmm. but you can because we argue with facts these days. So that's exactly right. Anyway, all right. That's my, my second, second thing, yeah. thing. My second thing is from the uh, the podcast. So listen, the podcast. This is critical by Virginia Heffernan. It's actually pretty fun. It's a fun little piece. Um, the episode is called How the Hallmark Channel Stole Christmas. Oh, you're speaking my and love language very, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says, we go deep, we go way too deep on the schmaltzy movies that dominate cable every December with defectors. David Roth, who's analyzed more than 100 Hallmark Channel weepies for this jolly podcast. Amazing. And it is a really, it's fun. Critical? It's, it's, it's called like, Critical? It's, it's a spectacular this is critical is the this name is of the critical. podcast. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's really, really good. Really good. Nice. Okay. Uh, my third thing this week is a watch. Watch Succession. Jesus yeah. Christ. And I think that the third, I, you, know, we, you and I could talk about this. It, it, it's its own episode. I wrote about it. I wrote about, I wrote that that was a, this is this I like to watch. Yeah. yeah. I think the third season. You're done with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, I watched it. It did what we needed, what you and I have talked about it needing to do. Like, it needed to change gears, finally. Well, you know what I think? The thing is, you know what I think is going to... And, and this is what I hope happens. Because if you look at the... I mean, and my my whole... this I like to watch about Succession basically says, the reason I find that I love it and hate it at the same time is that it's basically Seinfeld... As if Jerry was performed by Christian Bale, George was Ed, George was Edward yeah, Norton, Elaine was Kate Blanchett, and my favorite was Kramer was played by Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, like because that's what it is. These yeah. are sitcom scripts done by very serious actors. Mm-hmm. But what I really want to see is season one was Kendall being auditioned for the Succession, and he failed. Yeah. Season two was Shiv being auditioned, and she failed. Season three was Roman being auditioned, mm-hmm. and he failed. Mm-hmm. I want to see season four be Connor. He's the firstborn. He's the, fi- I'm the and, firstborn and, and, son. And in this and in this finale, it's the first time where you see that that might be the possibility because he's finally had enough. Yeah, and he's finally like, "Fuck off! I am me." That's the best line I've ever heard. I love that I've they call him the, the first best. pancake. I, I think mean, that is like the greatest, the, it's, it's most grand. like endearing insult and spectacular. Could yes, exist. yes, you're the first pancake because the first pancake always sucks. Always like, it's sucks. Still good, yeah. like it's still a pancake. It's Can't still a pancake, it. but it's but it's but misshapen it's and nope. kind of sucky. It's little, not the good little one. Little overly, yeah. It's a little dark. It's it. a little brown, uh, overly cooked. I yeah. agree with your with your third thing. My third thing <laughs> is also a watch. Um, nobody else watched it, um, but Dana and I got to watch it for free when we stayed at Caesar's Palace and uh, got a free movie. And uh, it is. It's the first movie since Goodwill Hunting that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote. The oh, screenplay too. What? It is uh, a movie that Ben Affleck decided he didn't want to play the second lead because Adam Driver he thought was a better fit. Because Ben so Affleck's ben Affleck, a director. Because Ben Affleck and so Ben Affleck yeah. played a secondary role. Yeah. It is uh, a Ridley Scott film, so you know it's good. Mm-hmm. It is the last duel. Oh, and yeah, okay. one of the things one of the things that I thought was interesting about the last duel is it's a really it's it's one of those things where and it's 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 a it's a real dilemma. How do you sell a movie that is not an MCU movie um, or you know a great horror flick? How do you sell a movie that is complicated and has contours? And what's really interesting about the last duel is that before I saw the movie, before I read about the movie. I thought it was about Ben Affleck and Adam Driver fighting over a woman because that's what the trailers look like. What it is, it's a Rashomon. And it is based on history. 
It is about uh, Matt Damon, who plays a, a, a French knight, and his wife, and Adam, Adam Driver, who plays a French, uh, like, uh, what is Squire. Mm. And the wife accuses of that. Basically, the wife accuses Adam Driver of raping her. Fun. So, th- so the movie is a Rashomon where the first third of the movie is the entire story from Matt Damon's perspective. Second third is the entire movie from Adam Driver's perspective. Third, the last third is from Marguerite's perspective. Hmm. Uh, the Comey, the 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 actress, yeah. and it is. It's just what you expect from Ridley Scott. It is. It's set in 1387, so it's bloody and dirty, smart, interesting. And one of the things that Dana and I talked about when we watched it was, it seems apparent by watching the movie that, of course, Adam Driver raped her. Unless, and that's what I, we were talking about it, and I said, what if they'd shown her story first and then we saw Matt Damon's story, and then we saw Adam Driver's story. We might mm. have a different perspective on the story. Yeah, we might have a different, and it's re because of that. It's a really interesting and super well written, super well acted, mm. super well directed film that did not really do very well in the box office, but I think is worthy of a watch. The Last Duel, I really enjoyed it. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right on. And, and that's, that's the, show, the man. show. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. Merry Enjoy Christmas. your Christmas holiday. Watch something Christmassy. Uh, eat good food. Tell your family you love them. Read the gift of the Magi. Um, yeah. And, uh, and be safe. And give, be safe. And be safe. Be safe. Yeah. Be careful. Wear your mask. Be vaccinated. Boost. All that nonsense. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Ape Cast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>